0: So yesterday I kind of left you on a little cliffhanger with all the trials that Job was going through with the idea and the question of why do bad things happen to good people? And that is an eternal question on this earth. And I left you off with all the struggles of Job and the question is what does Job still have and where can he turn for help? Let me take you to a familiar hymn. And there's dozens of beautiful renditions of this hymn. Uh, Tabernacle Choir has done some great stuff. Uh, There's some amazing things. The song is called, Where Can I Turn for Peace? It is hymn number 129 in our hymn book. So let me just show you this song. And I'm just going to read through the lyrics and keep in mind what Job has been going through. Losing his health, losing his family. He can't even sleep at night because of difficulties. Verse 1, where can I turn for peace? Where is my solace when other sources cease to make me whole? When with a wounded heart, anger, or malice, I draw myself apart, searching my soul. And you see that happen with Job. Verse 2, where... When my aching grows, where when I languish, where in my need to know, where can I run? That's such a great question. Whenever you're going through trials, you're like, where can I run? Where where can I sneak away just to get away from this? Where is the quiet hand to calm my anguish? Who can understand? And the greatest answer, he only won. Here is where you see Jesus Christ helping. He answers privately. He's very personal in the way he does things. He reaches my reaching in my Gethsemane, Savior and friend. Gentle the peace he finds for my beseeching. Constant he is. I love that quality of Jesus Christ. Constant he is and kind. Love without end. Now, as I bring all of those things up to you when you're going through difficult trials, and those of you who are struggling can appreciate the words to that wonderful, beautiful hymn, you go to Job chapter 19. And Job chapter 19 is probably one of the most familiar verses in the book of Job. In fact, another one of our wonderful, familiar hymns is taken from these verses here. Verses 25 and 26, For I know that my Redeemer liveth, and that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. And though after my skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God. Job has a testimony of the Redeemer. So how does turning to the Redeemer in his life help out Job? Well, I put together several verses right here, just a bunch of them in the book of Job, kind of compressed it a little bit and came up with the ones where you see the Redeemer in the life of Job. Now, if you're listening to this on podcast, you may have to go to the video to check this out because there's a bunch of verses here that you can see, but everyone from like chapter one, verses 20 and 22, chapter two, verse 10, chapter 5 verse 17 and so forth all the way through to these where you will see the redeemer so what i would invite you to do is pause the video and i want you to take a second and look over these verses and see how turning to the redeemer helps out job so take a few minutes and do that we'll come right back and talk about just a couple of them Okay, so now that you've studied these, let me take you to a couple of them and, and just give you a little bit of more thought on this. Like chapter one, verses 20 to 22, this is after Job had lost his family. Then Job arose, rent his mantle, shaved his head, fell down upon the ground and worshiped. I love that. What does he do in the difficult times? He worships. And he said, naked came I out of my mother's womb, naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And in all this, Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. When you and I are going through difficult trials, it is very, very easy to go to the default of blaming and and all of those things. And here's where Job, he worships, and as he has that attitude of worship, he focuses and sees God the way he is. Uh, Chapter 2, verse number 10 is a great verse. Now, this is after his wife said, Do you still have your integrity? Why don't you curse God and die? Chapter 2, verse 10. But he said unto her, Thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaketh. What? shall we receive good at the hand of god and shall we not receive evil in all this did not job sin with his lips again it's so easy to be able to go to default and just be like no i'm gonna blame someone nope job does not lose his integrity in fact you go to Chapter thirteen, verse fifteen: Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. But I will maintain mine own ways before him. That's such a great statement. Right? I thought, even mean, if he kills me, I'm still going to trust in him. That comes back again. I mentioned this last week with Esther. That whole idea of the "but if not" principle: If I perish, I perish. If he kills me, I am still going to trust in him. In fact, you go over to chapter twenty-seven. That same idea. All the while my breath is in me and the Spirit of God is in my nostrils. My lips shall not speak wickedness nor my tongue utter deceit. And this is him talking to his friends. God forbid that I should justify you till i die i will not remove my integrity from me my righteousness i hold fast and will not let it go my heart shall not reproach me so long as i live you see the goodness of job's heart as he turns to the redeemer well another verse here that i think is super cool as you go back to chapter 23 where job says in verse 8 behold i go forward but he is not there. Backward, but I cannot perceive him. On the left hand, where he doth work, but I cannot behold him. He hideth himself on the right hand, that I cannot see him. But he knoweth the way that I take, and when he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. My foot hath held his steps, his way have I kept and not declined, neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Those are great verses. So back to this idea of coming forth as gold. One of my favorite quotes that I think goes so nicely with this from Elder Glenn L. Pace, he said, into each of our lives comes the golden moments of adversity. This painful friend breaks our hearts, drops us to our knees, and makes us realize we are nothing without our Lord and Savior. This friend makes us plead all the night long for reassurance and into the next day and sometimes for weeks and months. But ultimately, just as surely as the day follows the night as we remain faithful this strange friend adversity leads us straight into the outstretched arms of the savior and so if you're going through trials right now i hope these verses that shows how job focuses on jesus christ and as he does that it seems to increase his abilities and his desires to worship and to follow and to seek the lord daily as he's going through these difficult trials rather than going to the default of blaming and cursing god like people told him to He focuses on the Savior, and I think there's a great principle there for us. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at bombsocks.com. Thanks for listening, and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed, and have a great day.